Glory to God. Amen. Are you ready for God's word this morning? Just have something light for you this morning. Let's see. God help me. Um, yeah, brother. Amen. Glory to God. Keep, keep me in your prayers as I've been saddled with the responsibility to preach at the conference. Um, 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 so, amen. So keep me in your prayers. <laughs> so, When I saw the flyer, I said, uh-uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> Everybody there has been preaching for over 40-something years before I was born. So if God wants me there, it's a very loud statement. It's a very loud statement. <laughs> Good luck. That's what I can say. <laughs> Anybody? I'm just saying, okay. Remain standing, Genesis chapter 43, Genesis chapter 43, Genesis 43, um, Genesis chapter 43, glory to God, God bless Trem, God bless Bishop Mike for believing in this young, this young man, amen. amen. That is not liked like that in Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, glory to God. Genesis 43 from verse 33 to 34, AMPC. And then we go from there into God's word. And Joseph's brothers were seated before him, the eldest according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another amazed that so much was known about them. Next verse. Joseph took and sent helpings to them from before him. But Benjamin's portion. You're going to get it at the end of the service. But Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of the ass. Five. The number of God's grace. And they drank freely. They didn't disturb Benjamin about this. And were merry with him. Glory to God. My subject is this morning is don't mess up my name. Don't mess up my name. Look at somebody and say don't, don't mess up my name. Say it loud. Don't mess up my name then you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you, don't mess up my name. Don't mess up my name. Are you ready for God's word this morning? Because your portion is in your name. What I'm just saying is that your portion is in your identity. What you identify as determines what will be served to you. Oh. Oh. Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to start this morning by saying that God is responsible for the change of heart 
at salvation, but the believer is responsible for the state of your heart per term. Did you hear what I said? God is responsible for the change of the heart of the believer at salvation, but the believer is responsible for the state of the heart part time. So your state of heart and change of heart are not the same. So when the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah that the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked, who can know it? I hope you know it's not talking to the heart of the believer. Because the heart of the believer is not deceitful and desperately wicked because it has been changed. Are you listening to me? Now, God is responsible for the change of heart at salvation. But the believer is responsible for the state of the heart per time. State of the heart per time. So the heart has changed, but the heart may just be in a very... What I'm talking about, I'm talking about your spirit though. I'm not talking about your feelings. Are you listening to me? So I'm talking about you. So the gospel is so powerful. And what changes your heart is the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Now, how do you walk on the state of your heart? I'm sure you're asking. Let me answer that question quickly. If your heart is changed by salvation, that's God. And the state of your heart is your responsibility. I would believe that you want to know how to maintain the state of your heart, right? Yes. Yes or yes. Now it says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, wherein you stand. Did you see that? So it is the gospel that you receive that that's where you stand. So if you have not received the gospel, you're not standing properly. We stand on the gospel. Are you listening to me, first service? We stand where? On the gospel. Verse 2 says, by which also you are saved. So it is the gospel that gets you saved. So if you don't hear the gospel, you are not saved. I dare say a lot of people go to church on Sunday morning and are not saved because they've not heard the gospel. They go to church to hear motivational speech. Acquire to perspire to recover the container. Four steps to recover before the end of the year. Five steps to come into 2024. That is not the gospel. And when you preach that on Sunday morning, and then you do an altar call, nobody got saved. Because the altar does not save, it's the gospel that saves. It's the message preached that saves. It's not the altar that saves. So this is the reason why I believe that you know, you know, they said a clock that is bad is, is right twice a day. Thank God for Easter and Christmas. They get to hear about the gospel. That's the mercy of God. So there's an opening for Christmas. I dare say there are some churches where the gospel is not preached the whole year apart from Christmas and Easter. So the gospel is not an Easter message, it's the feeding of the church. Is the feeding of the church. But let me deal with the state of the heart. So it says, by which also you are saved. Watch this. If you keep in memory, that's how you check the state of your heart. You keep it what? In memory. That's how you, you check the state of your heart. That means every day you cannot see finish the gospel. You cannot get to the point where, oh, I know that verse. No, I don't know the verse. I approach it with hunger. Let me tell you, one of the things I really, really admire about Bishop Mike, we had a conference one time, me and my guys, I was on the second row, Bishop Mike was on the first row, and he came, if you see the way he was jotting the scriptures, 
I'm like, calm down. We know this scripture. You've been preaching. It, it, it was the hunger. Yeah, Romans 5. Uh, what message? Oh, yes. I was talking to him. He said, I watch, I watch your church every Sunday. I, I followed through. When I traveled, he said, those guys that preach are powerful. That's the hunger. You cannot oversee the gospel. You see, finish. That, you know, it's just the gospel. No. He says, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. So the sign that you believe properly is that you keep it in memory. You keep it in memory. That's how you manage and you work on the state of your heart. Are you listening to me? You keep it in memory. Tell your neighbor, keep it in memory. Say it again, keep it in memory. So, breaking news, church. I say this all the time and I just want to remind you. We do not have any other message but the message of the gospel. I'm sorry. So, if you get to any gathering, do you see the four, the four um, points Pastor Larry shared yes, last week Sunday? Oh, that's so powerful. God bless you. So, if you get to a service, you don't hear about the finished work. You don't hear about your position in Christ, your identity. You don't hear about your inheritance in Christ. You don't hear about your abilities in Christ. No, no. I don't care if they're talking about encounters and spirits and realms and potters. They are putting you inside potter potter. Run. Don't do that. What you hear is the gospel. Acts chapter, you know the problem is the gospel preached to the unbeliever is what is taught to the believer. So the message does not change. It expounds, it deepens the more. Are you listening to me? The gospel preached to the unbeliever is the gospel taught to the believer. So we don't preach something else to the unbeliever and teach something else to the believer. The gospel preached to the unbeliever is what is taught to the believer. So preaching is not shouting. See, the guy just did preach. No, preaching is convincing, compelling you about the finished work. Teaching is showing you about the finished work. It is the cross and the gospel that determines preaching and teaching. Are you listening to me? It's what is taught to the believer. Then another problem with a lot of church folks, we now think that the gospel, you know, doesn't do everything. What if you are going through, somebody said to me, a pastor, very known pastor, but when they are going through marital problem, when they are going through this, you don't have to preach something else. No, I said, no, that's not what God said to me. God showed me in scripture, you preach the same gospel. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the saints which are sanctified. Give me the next translation. It says, so now, I entrust you into God's hands and the message of his grace. It says, which is all that you need to become strong. Watch this. All of God's blessings. All. Not some. All. You want a child? It's in the gospel. You want promotion? It's in the gospel. You're dealing with um, lack? It's in the gospel. It says, all of God's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace. So once you hear the message of his grace, grace knows what to do. No send grace message. Grace knows where they go. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. There were many Lazarus in that town. But the Lazarus that Jesus was speaking to knew exactly that Jesus was calling him forth. I'm saying to you that as I'm preaching right now, there are things in your life that you do not even know about that the gospel of God's grace is already fixing. You came in here today, bothered about the meeting in Abuja, stressed about the office email that you got, and you're here hearing something else than that. But guess what? That gospel of God's grace is fixing things in your life and in your home that will change your life completely.
completely so open up your heart open up your spirit as grace is being preached power is released as grace is being preached success is released as grace is being preached abundance is impacted as grace is being preached miracles are happening as grace is being preached testimonies are coming as grace is being preached Somebody shout, this in the gospel. See, see, see. It says, all that you need, all of God's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace, which he provides as the spiritual inheritance given to all of us. Give me the next translation, just so you see. I'm turning you over to God, our marvelous God, whose gracious word can make you into what he wants you to be and give you, somebody say everything. everything. Somebody say everything. Oh, come on, say everything you could possibly need in the community of his holy friends. Are you listening to me? That is the message of the gospel. Those days when we used to preach in Molue, before we start preaching, our competitors were not even Muslim. There were some set of people from the east in, in Nigeria. They would stand up and they would clear their truth and tell you, this drug, if you have syphilis, it will cure it. If you are dealing with diabetes, if you take this drug, in short, if you don't know perform for night, this drug, you'll be wondering, this particular drug has everything. The gospel is God's pill. <laughs> it's God's pill. What they were trying to imitate, we have the original. It's God's pill that once you take it, the pill knows where to go to. Are you listening to me? The pill knows what to sort out. It knows what to fix. We know they send the pill message. The pill knows what to do. Are you listening to me? One of my daughters shared on Wednesday how that she was looking for money to travel, a lot of bills in her life. Then she came to LFC. LFC and LFC, they gave her class rep and she was, their money just started coming. She didn't pray for money. She just shifted her attention to the gospel. Once you come to the gospel like that, gospel will now look at you. Gospel knows what you need. Gospel knows what to do. Gospel knows how to respond. Everything is in the gospel. So Paul says, I commend you to God. This God I'm commending you to is the word of his grace. Let me be specific. The God is the word of his grace that is able to build you up. Tell your neighbor, stay with the gospel. Say it again, stay with the gospel. The problem with some of you is that you visit a lot. As you stay with the gospel this Sunday morning, throughout the week, there's one. There's one prophet somewhere. Prayer, you know, they finish. Now, we'll just go. No, strong. See, this man, it's tough. We're going to press in. Press into where? The gospel. It's the message of the gospel. I don't know about you. Any, any message that is not the gospel, I'm not interested. I, you know, I'm in the point in my life where I'm not even trying to test. I have seen what the grace of God can do. I am confident about the grace of God. I rest upon this grace of God. If grace cannot deliver it, I do not need it. It does not exist. You didn't hear me. If grace cannot give it to me, I do not need it. And it does not. Even when you see a believer misbehaving, I was talking to some of my folks, they made last the other day. Even when you see a believer misbehaving, what you remind them is not to change the message. Because there's something in us that the way this guy is believing, no, 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 more just deal with them. How you deal with the believer is that you point them back to the gospel. Yeah. 
Are you listening to me? And yeah. hope pastors, leaders are hearing me. How you deal with them first is take them out of the department, send them back to LFC first. Go back. It's like, ah, this person has not gotten the message. How you deal with them is you go take them back to the word of God because it perhaps they have forgotten who they are. They have not kept in memory. The heart is changed, but the state is wrong. Are you listening to me? Let me show you something in First Peter. I'm preaching good this morning. First Peter chapter, Second Peter chapter one. See, it says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith what, and add to virtue what, and to knowledge what, and to temperance what, and to patience, and to godliness, and to brotherly kindness. Peter is explaining a matured believer here. That that's how it a matured. They will be adding to, adding to. Adding to. Please be careful about some statements we make, especially those of you on social media. Prayer is not everything. Stop it too. Don't open mouth and just say such things. You can add, that's what the Bible teaches, add to this. Add to that. Add to it. So watch this. So Peter is describing, describing what? A matured believer. He now says in verse 8, and if these things be in you, watch this, and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this next verse. It now says, but he that lacketh these things, the person who is not spiritually matured, is blind and cannot see afar. Why? And has forgotten. God bless you, son. He didn't keep in memory that his sins are forgiven. The state of the heart has, is in a mess because he did not keep in memory the gospel, which is forgiveness of sins. Give me, if you can give me verse 9 in the message translation. And without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Oblivious that your old sins, sinful life, has been wiped off the books. In the Greek, it's called myoposo. It's from the word, that's where they get the word myopic from. That means you have become myoposo. You can't see that, hey, my sins. So what do you do to the believer? You open their eyes more to see how that their sins have been forgiven. How that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So even if you have to discipline them, you put the word of God in their face too. Because that what, once you correct the vision, you have corrected their life. Once you correct the vision, you fix their life. It's the gospel that does that job. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the message of the gospel that does the job. Now the thing about the gospel is we think that Jesus came to make the difference. Jesus didn't come to make the difference. Jesus came and he became the... Where's my stand mic? If you, if you can get me a stand mic quickly. Anybody has a stand mic or something? Jesus did not come to make the difference. He came to be the difference. Because let me show you the problem. The problem is the person who was... In their eyes, very righteous, but just used to lie. Romans says, let me show you the scripture. All have sinned, but have fallen short of the glory of God. That means all have sinned, but we miss the mark at some point. Are you listening to me? We miss the mark at some point. Keep, 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 it, keep it in 23. All have sinned and have come short. We, we miss the mark of the glory of God. Can you see that thing in scripture? Yeah. So what happens to us sometimes, the person who was not a whore, 
a drug addict. Name it again. A, a terrorist. When they come to Jesus, bring it. When they come to Jesus, there is a helpless abandon of the grace of God. But the person who was not that bad, just little lie, small, and a little this there, feels that before God, bring it, bring it, thank you, feels that before God, that we are all not the same because I was a little better than you. Now, there's, if you did jam, there's something we call cut off mark, right? If the cut off mark was 350, no, so, and you got 300, you did not qualify. No, sorry. If you got 345, you did not qualify. 349, self, you did not qualify. Do you understand? Now, the person who scored 45 did not qualify too. All of us are in the same WhatsApp group. Now the problem is, we think that when grace came, for the guy who scored 345, grace just added a little five marks on top. So it makes you feel like grace didn't do much for me. I'm not really bad like that. God not really spending blood. I just in pinking finger blood. You know, and I just like not being not even like two cup, two cover of blood. Then Jesus stay wash me. Not beside dirty like that. Then the guy who's a whore who scored ten, of feels like, hey, I need grace. That is why grace is usually released to such people faster and better. Because they come knowing that all I need is this grace. But the guy who scored two, three forty-five comes with a little sprinkle of arrogance. That you know, it's not like I really needed him like that. I was already doing well all by myself. They play all because the law says if you miss one, you miss all. That's the rule. So the person who missed one has missed all. So the grace of God is what leveled everybody up. Now Jesus did not come to make the difference. What Jesus did, he took that standard out and showed himself as the standard for everybody. So none of us can boast that he just gave me five. He just gave me two. Or he just gave me 70% because he gave us all. He did not come to make the difference. He became Do you understand that? Now, give me, give me the verse 24. It says, but being justified freely, not cheaply. Not cheaply. Because some of you think man was cheap. The other person's own was. No, being justified freely by his grace. That one is Dorian in the Greek. Being justified by the Dorian, the, the presentation of God, the gift of God. Through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I'm saying this because when you read the book of Exodus, it describes God as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and Jacob. And usually when I didn't know better, I will call Jesus the God of the bad boys. Because he's not just the God of Abraham, he's the God of Isaac too. 
and the God of Jacob too. And that is good. But that's the truth of the matter. Both Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, without believing, are all in the same WhatsApp group. Because grace leveled everybody up. So when the Bible says in the book of Exodus, when, when um, what's his name? Moses said, who will I say sent me? He said to Moses, and God said, I am. This is where that I am, that I am thing came from. That's not the name of God. God is not I am, that I am, I am, that I am, I am, that I am. No, that's not. God is the I am. What he was saying to Moses. And God said to Moses, I will be anything you want me to be. That was a discussion he said to Moses. They now said, and he said, thus shalt thou say. So that first one was, he was talking to Moses. That Moses, I can be anything you want me to be. Do you understand? And when you stand before Pharaoh, tell him, I am. That I am has sent you. First of all, I can be anything you want me to be. But when you see Pharaoh, tell him, I am. That I am has sent me. I am as powerful. <laughs> so identify as I am. Oh, we get to the end of the message. Oh, don't mess up my name. So he says, you chill, I'm going somewhere. No, I'm not there yet. No, you don't know where I'm going to. It says, and he said, Thus shall that say unto the children of Israel, I am. So the first I am that I am, he was talking to Moses. Is there now? This King James, no message. And he said unto Moses, I am that I am. That means I can be anything you want me to be. But by the way, when you stand before Pharaoh, tell him I am that. I am, I am as powerful as the one that called me. And said to the children of Israel, I am, has sent me unto you. Next verse. But God is doing name dropping now because just in case they don't know this I amness. Tell them, do they know Abraham? Tell them, do they know Isaac? Tell them, do they know Jacob? Can I take a station break to prophesy to somebody? God is about to name drop with your name. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. That means the next time he's speaking to your neighbor, he's saying, the way I did it for Dinike. The way I did it for Rikia. The way I did it for Minister Ine. The way I did it for the Vincent is the way I'm going to do it for you. So God needed reference point for them to understand him. So he said, I am the God. Abraham. If you know Abraham, I'm the guy behind Abraham. Have you heard of Isaac? Oh, that's my boy. Have you heard of Jacob too? That's my guy. Glory to God. You'll sit. We're just going somewhere. I just want to make sure I deliver this well. So, the level of your mess doesn't stop his grace. Because Abraham messed up with his house help. But did you see how they wrote about Abraham in the New Testament? Say, staggered not at the promise of God. I say, wow. When? He did not stagger. He somersaulted. Backflip. But when they are writing about Abraham, say, staggered. He says he hoped against hope. I, I say, when? When? Evidence day. But when Jesus died, 
They edited their lives. Oh. Because when the Bible says Abraham believed God and he was accredited unto him for righteousness, every other thing he did before that time could not be accounted. After that time could not be accounted. The account book don't fool. Oh. Who understands what I'm saying? So, hi. This is not, it's not fool. So this one is not full, so you can put something inside of it. But when it says Abraham believed God and he was accredited unto him for righteousness. So Abraham's life was filled with righteousness. There was no space for any wrong accounting to be imputed in the equation. So every other thing he did after that time. The Old Testament is a fault-finding document. The New Testament is a faith-finding document. So some of you, when you stand before God, when so look at you, you are very chaste. You never gave yourself to it. You're like, ah, God, you not see that time? You, I, I like the fact that you never smoked. I like the fact that you didn't succumb. You didn't do that. You're like, ah, ah you know. Ah. They don't tell him. But he already told you, I'll be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins and iniquities. I will remember no more. So God is not taking accounting of your sins. Because the New Testament is a faith-finding document. You should be excited about this. You should be excited about this. This is the power of the gospel. This, so it says, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. Abraham is clear to teach Abraham. You can escape with Abraham. Isaac just lied like his father, Abraham. You, you, you don't really see a lot of things that Isaac did wrong. You see a loud message of Isaac lying on the table and not fighting with the father as a shadow and type of Jesus. That he won't strive with Jesus on the cross. So Isaac didn't fight. Isaac just laid. He was an adult. He knew what was going on. He was not mad. He wasn't a blind child. He told his father, I see the wood. I see the knife. Where is the lamb? Abraham said to Isaac, the Lord will provide himself. He didn't say the Lord would, would provide for himself. He said the Lord will provide himself a lamb. That means God will become a lamb. So Isaac knew and Isaac stayed on the bench expecting to be killed because he had to be a shadow and type of Jesus that would not struggle with the Father on the cross for it is written that none of his bones will be broken. So the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So any pastor that cannot teach you scriptures, teach Jesus from the Old Testament is not supposed to be on the pulpit because the job of the pulpit is about to expound Jesus from anywhere you find in the Bible. So when you read with the spectacles of redemption, every past can become New Testament. You see New Testament in Genesis. You see everything because you are able to properly divide orthotomiology. Connect the dots and tie the thread because the thread is Jesus. So every time you face the book, don't look at the tweets, look at the thread. And then when you're done, you can gram it. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't, it's fine. But he's the God of Jacob. And the Bible says something concerning Jacob. Jacob, I love. Esau, 
Now, King James missed it when he said in Malachi, Esau, I hate. There's no hatred in God. What it means is, Jacob, I prefer more than Esau. Are you listening to me? I prefer this more than Esau. Can I have three guys quickly? Three guys quickly. Yeah, yeah, please. Now, thank you. The Old Testament is called shadow. The Old Testament is the shadow. And Old Testament is, we call it Genesis to Malachi, but you know, really and truly it's Exodus to Malachi. Because it started when they needed a new a covenant. That's when they brought their, you understand? So new, Genesis is New Testament interrupted by law. What is Genesis? Jesus told us in the beginning. <laughs> no, don't worry, it's okay. Another time. So what is Genesis? The beginning. That's why Cain could kill Abel and nothing happened. Because there was no law to say thou shalt not kill. And the strength of sin is the law. So there was nothing, there was nothing to punish him. And the Bible now says in Romans, Christ is the end of the law. So, <laughs> there are some truths that I had to share. Because they will stone you in Lagos. But what I just said just now, use your tongue to count your teeth. You know what I just said. Because he made it clear, your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Leave it. So the Old Testament is shadow. What you call Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is picture. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not necessarily New Testament. I explained that two weeks ago. Did you get it? Is eyewitness account of Jesus is an extension of the law with better promises, but not fulfillment of the promises. So this is the picture. Now, when you look at the picture, you are able to look at identify what the shadow is. Now, just seeing the shadow, you can't tell what it is. But when you see the picture, you are able to say, okay, that thing that is long there is his head. Now, the problem is if a man stands in the picture and raises his hand like this. You can look at him and say, ah, Rachuk's the blue guy. What you have in the epistles are the x-ray. So in the epistles, you find the x-ray. The x-ray now shows you that, oh, you know, the blue guy, he disconnect for here. He had an accident. But cloth won't show you that x-ray. So the Old Testament shadow, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Stay with me now. X-ray. So in the Old Testament, the shadow, Moses said it was what Adam ate in Genesis chapter 3 verse 60. He says, and they ate the fruit. Jesus said, no, it's not what a man eats that defiles the man. Moses cannot show you what Genesis is talking about. He was not born again. So when Moses writes, come to the x-ray to see what he's writing about. Hey. He was, how did Moses write Genesis? Genesis is not the oldest book in the Bible. Genesis was written by Moses. Moses was born in Exodus chapter 2. So it was when Moses said, ah, I want to see your face. God said to Moses, you can't see me and leave. They're not born you well. And then, then God put him upon the rock. It was from the rock he began to write. Even that, Moses was giving us expression that Christ is the only access to Father. So if you look at the Bible properly, it's the book of Revelation to Revelation. Because Genesis was written by Revelation. So this revelation here, you can't read it like this. And take everything hook, like, and singer. You must see it in the picture and then see it in the x-ray. Are you listening to me? Are you listening? I need to run. Oh, wow. 
So in the Old Testament, is he ate fruit. Jesus said, no, 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 no. It's not what a man eats that defiles the man. Paul now goes and says, hey, by one man's disobedience, that means it's not what he ate, it's what he chose. Because the garden had the garden of tree of life. There was tree of life there. He refused the tree of life and ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the tree of life was in the center of the garden. So it's what he rejected, not what he ate. I am teaching good. In the same way, Malachi says, Jacob I love, Esau have I hate, right? Now when you read this story, you would think it's because of the food Again, that he sold his birthright to Asaro, you understand that story, don't you? You didn't go to children's church. You think that it's because of Asaro? Now, Jesus affirms that that is not what a man eats. So, Jesus is saying it's not the food he ate. It is the Jesus he rejected. Now, when you go to the epistles now, I'm preaching good. Yeah. I just want to deal with Jacob, I love you so I hate, and then I'll move into deeper things. Just stay with me. Then when you go to the epistles in Hebrews, Hebrews now showed us the problem. Hebrews chapter 12 or 16. It says, watch out for Esau syndrome. Trading away God's lifelong gift. What is a lifelong gift? What is that lifelong gift? It's eternal life. Ah. Trading God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy short-term appetite. That is what you call the Esau syndrome. That means Esau, as the first son, was positioned to birth Christ. But in rejecting that, his position, he rejected Christ. Because Jesus is the bias of the scriptures. Jesus is the accurate interpretation of the scriptures. So when you see this, you now watch this. That he regretted it because of that impulsive act. So in the Old Testament, he ate Asaru. Jesus said, it's not what he ate. Epistle said, he rejected Jesus. Thank you, sons. I'm teaching good. <laughs> this is what God saw at the backside of eternity and said, ah, Jacob, I love. This one will reject me. Are you listening to me? We are traveling. Stay with me. There's just a method to my madness. Stay with me. Now, the promise has jumped from Esau now on Jacob. You with me? Now, Jacob now is working for his uncle called Laban. And Jacob sees a babe. Her name is Rachel. And the Bible says the only reason he loved Rachel was for shape. It's clear. Front view was number eight. Side view was number five. Jacob said, I die here. <laughs> so Jacob saw his desire, but was not necessarily God's design. That's the problem with you, man. You, you won't Cardi B with Chioma Jesus. You're playing. You're playing. You're going to learn. And... You, uh, uh, and worst of my sisters you just want Patoranki with Pastor Flourish no it's not going to work we're not the same T.D. Jakes with a little Timaya no it won't work it can't work 
You can't walk, you won't do more in unportable. He cannot walk. Are you listening to me? So he saw that. And the Bible says in Genesis that he just, he loved her. Oh God, I gotta go. I gotta go, gotta go. He loved her. Slow down, slow down. Gotta give them some meat, give them some meat. Ah, God, I don't have time. Uh, you all give me one church, one service will be beautiful. Uh, mm. Mm. Where do I go from here? Okay, let's let do jello fries. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Uh, uh, Genesis 29, 31. Genesis 21. He now says, and when the Lord, no, not this. It's, it's Genesis 29, 17. Genesis 29, 17. Lay her tender eyes, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. That well-favored, he was well-carved. She had things that you call to have and to hold. The things that the hands can handle. So Jacob saw her and said, Ah, my God, this kind God, another one, no day. We die here. And Jacob is chasing. Laban is a crooked man. Laban said, Yeah, we'll do it. Seven years and I'll give you this babe. He will run him. And he walked seven years. And the wedding night, oh my God, Jacob was excited. They had covered the bride like they used to do in the old days. And I'm sure he was really drunk. Because wedding nights, you, you know, remember John chapter 2? Yeah, you get drunk, yeah. You get drunk on wedding night. He was high. And the Bible says, and Jacob entered into Leah that night. Woke up in the morning and Leah said to Jacob, I'm not the bride. I'm the sister of the blight. That's where he came from. I'm not the blight. The, the blight is coming. Sister of the blight. And then Jacob wakes up to Laban. Oh, oh God, we don't know. He said, no, according to our custom, I can't let the second go if the first is not gone. He said, don't worry. It will be buy one, get one free. I'll get the next one. It's okay. Another seven years. And then Rachel comes. And the Bible says in Genesis that Leah was despised. And was despised. And the Bible says, because Leah was despised, Genesis 29 verse 31. And when God saw that Leah was hated... He opened the womb. He didn't shut Rachel's womb. God doesn't do like that. He just enabled Leah's womb. Give me this in NLT. Quickly. Quickly. And when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled Osha. My God. He enabled her to have children. But Rachel could not conceive because she was not enabled yet. Are you listening to me? I don't know who you are. You have been despised, rejected. You are like the stone. You are like me, the stone that the builders rejected. They didn't think much would come out of me. They didn't think Logic Church would be like this. But God enabled me. <laughs> I was not the preferred. I was not the loved. But 
God just enabled me because he saw that I was despised I don't know whose word is this this Sunday morning you've been rejected pushed aside despised talked out forgotten but God sent me to tell you you're leaving the bench to the center stage because God is about to enable you oh God I don't know whose word is this this morning out of job hustling to meet Ed Smith and now people are treating you really bad but God sent me to tell you because he sees that you're despised and the stone that the builders rejected get ready for enablement oh my god so we enabled her and then she became a baby making factory so the first time Rachel got pregnant and gave birth. She gave birth to Reuben. You know what Reuben means? Behold, I have a son. She was talking to the family. I have a son. Now, my husband will love me. And the next time she had another child, she says, God has heard me. His name is Simeon. Simeon means the hearing of faith. God has heard me. He said, wow, now my husband will love me. And nothing happened. And the third child she had was Levi. And Levi means joined in harmony. So she said, now that I have three sons, my husband will be joined in harmony. They play. Nothing happened. She, she kept being despised. But every time, he just felt like giving her a hug. It turned into pregnancy. Lehi, enablement, glory, show shape, and And Lee just passed out. Oh, enablement, straight. And then League had three children. The fourth child, his name is Judah. I think she got to the point and said, hey, I'm not bothered about you anymore. Then she goes, now I will bless the name of the Lord. I didn't give birth to this one for my husband. I gave birth to this one to God. I will bless the name of the Lord. This is not for you. <laughs> it's not for you, Jacob. You like me or not, but this child, I will bless the name of the Lord. There's some of you, you've been trying, you're buying things to impress people, but the next blessing coming, God is saying, it's not for them to see. It's just for you to bless the name of the Lord. We didn't know you changed your house. Oh, I didn't have to post it because it was just me blessing the name of the Lord. You, you changed your car. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. But it was not for you to see. I didn't have to tweet about it. But it's just me blessing the name of the Lord. Maybe this is not your word. Your word should come at the end of the service. But there is somebody in this room. God is saying the next child coming. The next baby coming. The next breakthrough coming. It's not for your husband. It's not to prove a point. It's just God saying I'm going to get praise out of your city. Situation. I will bring power out of your pain. I'll bring miracle out of your mistakes. I'll bring ministry out of your misery. I'll bring glory out of your story. Now I will bless the name of the Lord. Not your neighbor say, Get ready for praise. Oh, come on, come on, say, Get ready for praise. I didn't hear you say, Get ready for praise. Shout it, woman, get ready for praise. Praise is coming out of your story. Thanksgiving is coming out of your story. Maybe not to your neighbor. I said, but praise is coming out of your story. If you have enough faith to receive it, you'll see this week. I said, praise is coming out of your story. Thanksgiving is coming out of your situation. Testimonies are coming out of that doctor's report. If this is your word, shall thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Sit, sit, sit. Sit, sit, sit. <laughs> uh, and then... 
The Bible says Rachel one day said to Jacob, give me a child, lest her die. I can't stand these boys jumping around. And God opened her womb and she conceived. His name is Joseph. You will be mistaken to think that Joseph is the star of the brothers. No. Because Jesus came through the lines of Judah. Because your desire cannot produce his design. Oh. You, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's not going to do it through. So Jesus comes from the line of Judah, not Rachel's child. Yes, baby. But his mercy forgave her two children who are shadows of Christ to come. But the real seed came through Judah. So when Joseph said, you sold me, but God sent me to preserve life, not lives life because if they had died Jesus was locked up in the loins of Judah <laughs> to preserve life in him was life and the life was the light of men so he's saying I am sent Joseph to preserve Judah because there's a life in Judah if the Hunger hits Egypt and my folks are there. Jesus, you will shorten the generation for the manifestation of the promise. Oh God, you, you, is this too heavy for first service? The preservation of life, not lives. That means I'm sent to preserve Judah. It was Judah who said, let's not kill him. Let's sell him. <laughs> you don't read Bible. You just you just talk on Instagram. That's why he, he says, "No, let's not kill him. Let, let's sell him." It was Judah who gave the suggestion. Behold, the Ben, the Ben, the Ben, the Ben, the ben, ben my height. Come in, let's sell him. It was Judah who said, "Let's quickly sell him," and they went and put blood on his coat and presented it to the Father, signifying his redemption. I gotta close. Are you learning something today? And so we have Jacob now and Rachel. Rachel is about to give birth to the second child. And they're in the press, Genesis chapter 35. And it came to pass when she was in the hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also next verse and it came to pass that her soul was departing for she died that she called his name she is dying some wrong Rachel she is dying but she's putting a curse son of my sorrow but I'm glad that the father was there so the father says, no, his name shall be called Benjamin. Because the father has the right to name the child. I'm saying to you, don't let mother nature name you something. Tell your neighbor, don't mess up with my name. <laughs> say, don't mess up my name. Oh, oh, come on. Somebody say, don't mess up my name. But the father says, stop it. His name is not Benoni. His name is Benjamin, the son 
of my right hand. She messed with his name, but he, you can name the child out of your situation. Some of you have named your life, called yourself out of your situation, but God is saying you are not your situation. You are your revelation. Your situation is just a platform for your revelation. The woman with the issue of blood, don't mess up my name. Jesus healed me at some point. Blind Bartimaeus, hey, don't mess up my name. I was blind, but now I can see. Are you listening to me? Don't let anybody call you your situation. Call you your history. Call you what Mother Nature has called you. Call you what your friends and your cliques have called you. Remember to always identify with the name that your father has called you. His name is Abba. Only the father has the right to name the child. So the father says, stop it! His name will not be Benoni. He's not son of our sorrow. He's son of my strength. He's the son of my right hand. He's the son of my strength. He's the son of my right hand. Are you listening to me? Touch your neighbor say, don't mess up my name. Oh, come on, say it one more time. Say, don't mess up my name. I know you know my flaws, but I'm not my flaws. I know you are divorced, but your name is not divorcee. Are you listening to me? I know you have failed, but failure is a situation, not a personality. You are not a failure. Are you listening to me? I know that you've uh, you've lost money, but your name is not is, is not is not the one who just loses stuff. Your name is prosperity. Your name is healing. Your name is abundance. This may not be your word, but maybe I'm preaching to me this morning. I am not my situation. I'm not the places and the, th the things that are failed out. I am who God says I am. I'm not what my friends called me. I'm not what my situation called me. I'm exactly who God says I am. Whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. If he says I'm blessed, then I am blessed. If he says I'm healed, then I'm healed. If he says I'm more than enough, then I'm more than enough. If he says I'm a champion, then I'm a champion. If he says I'm a healer, then I'm a healer. If he calls me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I do not identify with my flesh and its proclivity. I identify with my spirit. He calls me success. Oh, there's a cost working in your family. Not you. That's what Mother Nature said to you. But that's not what Abba said to you. If Mother Nature said you are going to die, what do you say? He says, I shall not die, but leave to declare the works of the Lord. I will not get married on time. Not me. The Bible says, no shall lack their young. I don't know who I'm prophesying to this morning but God sent me to tell somebody and I believe you were in this room you're not what they've tagged you you're not your aka you're what Abba has called you and if God says you're blessed you're sit, sit, sit. Sit, sit. You're blessed. let's close now this is the Old Testament this is the shadow when you check Matthew, stay with me, Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. But to sit, listen to me, they were asking Jesus, who will sit on your right hand? Because Benjamin is the son of the right hand, Old Testament. I'm coming to the picture now, then we'll go to the x-ray. <laughs> we're a Bible study church, if you don't like Bible, don't come here. Then come here. He, he, no, it's not, it's not your church. It says, but sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give. Watch this. It says, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. Hi. Them. His name is Benjamin, son of my right hand. 
Mark is saying, the picture, we've read the shadow. The picture is saying, that, that this, this right hand position. You got it. It's so good. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. I'm going somewhere. And if ye be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ seated. Where? Benjamin, the son of my right hand. We're going somewhere with this. Give me Ephesians 2 verse 20. Ephesians 1 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand. In where? So who is Benjamin now? That, that means the devil wanted to spoil your name. But the father said no! Oh God, oh God, oh God. You're going to have fun second service. Second service, you, go, you are just the touche. Touch Christians, I love you too. But give me Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places. Where? So, who is the son of the right hand? I feel like preaching. Who is the son of the right hand? I'm setting you up and you're answering me. Who is the son of the right hand? I am. <laughs> Who is the son of the right hand? I am that. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. From the crown of my head to my small little toes, I feel the sensation. Who is the son of the right hand? That's why God gave you his prefix in your definition. I am flourish. I am Becky. What you are saying, I am God, Becky. I am God, Ugo. I am God, Noble. I am God, Kemi. I am God, Philate. I am God, No So. Who are you? I am! Oh yeah! Somebody shout glory! Who is the son of the right hand? Who is blessed? Who is healed? Who is prosperous? Who is selling out? Who is healed? Shout thank you, Jesus! I just want to check some of my friends here. Who is blessed here? Who is in a billion flow? Who is successful? Who is out of debt? Who is in the overflow? Please don't say we are. No, 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 no. 
as such as I have. I don't care if you came with your husband, came with your honey. This is personal, baby. You gotta be personal about this. Who is healed? Who is blessed? Who is prosperous? Who is a champion? And now I'm done. I'm done, you all. I'm done. I'm not out of message. I'm out of time. And now, Joseph and his brothers. Let me explain to you. It was not the mother who named him Benjamin. It was the father. Keep that thought. Now, Joseph and his brothers reconcile at the palace. This is my text. And I'm done. Just, just a little preaching me, a little one. And Joseph and his brothers were giving seats before him. Ah. God help me say it well. And they arranged the seats in Eboan Aburo. Elders to youngest, according to so they are birth age. But it was not because they had different mothers. This is not a mother in nature age issue. This is what father says. The father had announced that Benjamin is the son of my right arm. That is Benjamin is my first son. It's my beloved son. So his announcement was as good as the heavens cracking open. This is my baby. So he didn't restore his name. He gave him something higher. That this is my first son. So Reuben is no longer first now. So they sat together. Next verse. And Joseph sent helpings. Doings. That's what is coming to you this week. Okay, let me try my friends over here. I said that's what's coming to you this week. And Joseph sent doings. But Benjamin's portion was grace times much. This is why they drank freely without any argument because the father they know the meaning of the name. That they, that they call this guy Benjamin what that he's saying is that this is my son of my right hand this is my first son so when they gave him the portion there was no argument get ready for a different portion is that how you say the amen from this revelation get ready for grace times more yeah, yeah you're not qualified for it but yeah, that's not the point but he called me Benjamin he called me the son of his right hand you're not supposed to have this yes but he called me the son of his right hand for the last shall become first and the first shall become last the one who is down is coming to the top are you listening to me god sent me to tell somebody 
I don't know who you are. Get ready for grace times more. Five times more. God sent me to tell some of my sisters, you've been waiting for a good man, but the man that is coming is five times better than the guy who left. God is giving you a five times portion, five times inheritance. You are taking the place of the first. Whose one is this this morning? Look for four people, tell them don't mess with my name. My inheritance is in my name. My power is in my name. My anointing is in my name. My grace is in my name. And he has called me Christ. For I am in him seated in Christ in heavenly places. I'm far and above principalities and power. I'm the son of the right hand. I'm not the weak child. I'm not the third child. I'm not the last child. Because God has put every believer in Christ. So we are all in the first son. We have the first son blessing. In him will he. In him will move. In him we have. Hold your neighbor's hand to him. Don't. I am. I am. I'm the son of the right hand. One more time. Can you refuse any name called Benoni that speaks of sorrow and regret? Are you praying or you're just watching me? Can you refuse any name that speaks of Benoni? Regret and sorrow. Somebody God said to tell you, your life is designed for his grace. Your life is not designed for disgrace. I can't hear you praying. Is this how you want to pray? Decree I'm the son of his right hand. I'm not the barren woman. I'm the son of his right hand. I'm the fruitful woman. No, no, no. I'm not the one who lacks. I have more than enough. Are you praying? I'm not the one who lacks. I have more than enough. Are you praying this morning? Come on, someone to pray. I'm not my situation. I'm the revelation of God in Christ. Oh, come on, you're not praying. I'm not my situation. My God, I can't hear you praying. Decree I'm the son of the right hand. I'm coming from the back to the front. I'm not the last. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Somebody, your heavens are open. Your portion has increased. I hear double promotion. You thought they're just going to give you one, but you're taking the place of your boss because you're coming into the first position. Come on, I hear increase on every side. That which you're trying to have, God is saying, I'm increasing your portion because you are the son of my right hand. Because you're the son of my right hand. 
because you're the son of my right hand. Oh, Kabretowski, Shuda Bahanda you're getting you're getting more than that God is saying I have increased your portion oh this is a prophetic word for this house I've increased your portion oh I can't hear you come on I've increased your some of you is double promotion there's somebody you'll be giving offers you'll be asked to choose and put your fee there's this position for you there's this position for you you fill up your place international recognition the somebody you are getting the call from the presidency you are needed to serve somebody you are getting the call from the government house they need you on a project because god is increasing your portion the sign will be when you hear the person who was supposed to take it you will know that this is not my level Let me show you something. Put the flyer for Bishop Mike's conference. Let me show you something. I have no business being there. These guys have been preaching minimum 40 something years before. This is a sign. This right here. So my uncle sent me a message. Flourish, you are now with the fathers. <laughs> there are little, little signs. And yesterday, Bishop Wally sent me this. He said, no, Flourish, this is who you are. I'm like, this is who I, What does that mean? He said, quickly, let me put it like this. That's a Bishop Wally. God is sending a message. And if your head goes first, And I'm number five. One, two, three, four, five. I'm number five. Get ready for more. But you have to. 